3: the monday Wire daily fantasy sports podcast sponsored by fanduel who'd like to remind you to be sports rich i'm jake latarski joined today by ben miller if you're out there on twitter you can give ben a follow at ben man doing work you can follow me at jakeski 52 if you're listening on itunes or stitcher please take a moment to give us a five-star rating or review on either platform here ben it is negative five degrees in madison wisconsin what are you doing to beat the heat uh, pretty much, we're double sweatshirting at, at this point. I mean, yeah. the, the heat at my house does not does not go
1: well. So okay. yeah, it's it's pretty much just layers. Are you, on are layers. you in like
3: space heater territory? Yeah, yeah where you plug
1: a bunch of those in? Right, it's gone to it's gone to that point at, at this point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. So uh, yeah, I hear you. Double sweatshirts the way to go. Like extra pajama pants under your jeans. kind Yeah, of like, kind double of socks. Like yeah, it's it's the whole socks. works. Yeah, it's brutal, and I'm, I'm not. Yeah, this is like one of the rare times the year where I'm not even looking forward to going out for lunch. Means, <laughs> I hear I need, you like, completely. I need like twenty. Seconds out in the cold here, uh, but yeah, beat the cold, not beat the heat. Like I think I said in the beginning here, but uh, yeah, quite a different uh, situation here in Wisconsin. But anyway, Ben and I are here to talk about some NBA DFS tonight, and uh, we're looking at the slate here. It's a pretty decent slate here. We got five games, so uh, you know, maybe maybe finding value might not be as easy. That's why we are here to help you out. And uh, of course, the first decision any DFS player needs to make this evening is to start or fade the highest priced player on the board. And this evening, it happens to be Russell Westbrook at 12500 He is uh, $2,600 more than anybody else on the entire slate. John Wall, check it in at second. And I, I mean, it's pretty much a situation where you fade Russell Westbrook as your own risk. I mean, I know Atlanta is a pretty decent matchup, but are you still throwing him out there tonight? I do like Westbrook tonight, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
1: to go ahead and start him for sure. Um, he's been one of the more consistent fantasy players, obviously, this season. Um, you know, he's still chasing history, attempting to average that triple double. Um, so not only does that motivate him, um, but it, it yeah, it pushes him to post those huge lines. Um, he's also just one of the only true offensive threats in this Thunder's offense. Um, You know, Victor Oladipo is usually that guy that um, tries to take some pressure off of him uh, on that side of the ball, but uh, he's still dealing with a sprained wrist and he was unable to practice Sunday. Um, So it's looking more and more like the Thunder will probably be without him yet again. Um, So yeah, if that's the case, they'll be down arguably their second best player. Um, So that means Westbrook is going to have to do some extremely heavy lifting. Um, So, yeah, when the scoring load falls on his shoulders, it, it, most of the time it results in a big night for fantasy purposes. Uh, and, I mean, this guy's coming off a monster game uh, against the Suns on Saturday where he posted 26 points, 22 assists, 11 rebounds, and a couple steals. Um, that ended up giving him seventy three point two Fanduel points, um, and yeah, if you're one of those guys that decided not to um, play me, you definitely had a little, little, very little chance of winning anything there. Absolutely, um, so he's like, one he's, of
3: those guys you just fade at your own risk. Yeah, exactly. Like those James Hardens and Anthony Davis, you mm-hmm. fade them. It's it's on you, especially when he's the top guy tonight. And Victor Oladipo, we mentioned the wrist injury; he's missed three straight games, didn't practice on Sunday. Probably not too optimistic here for Monday. Here, the center position Ben is one that I'm uh, quite intrigued by this evening uh big cat carl anthony towns is uh they're hosting the suns and they're he's at 9400 so he's always kind of an option when he's in play and then you go to guys like uh dwight howard 7900 andre drummond 7800 the one time i used him this year he got ejected so i guess there's a little bit of a sour <laughs> taste for me there you got your miles turner 6500 are you going to the top here or are you finding value in the middle of the pack at center
1: I actually think this is a spot where we can save a little bit of uh, salary for tonight's slate of games. You know, like you said, there's some big dogs available. Carl mm-hmm. um, Anthony Towns, Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond. Um, or this, there's some little guys here that I think can be very effective, um, all the while allowing you to you know, upgrade at some of those other spots on your roster. Um, the guy I'm looking at specifically tonight is Marcin Gortat. Um, he's sitting at 6,300, so mm-hmm. not too bad at all. Um, he had an off game against the Clippers on Sunday. Um, but he's proven already this season he can put up some big numbers. Um, evidenced by his 51 point Fanduel performance uh, at the start of the at the start of December, I should say. Uh, this is a guy that hits that, that's hit double digit rebounds in eight of his last ten games, and, and you know while his offensive output sometimes struggles a bit, there uh, he's shown a lot of promise in, in the in the Wizards' more recent games. Um, however, the biggest thing I'm looking at with Court Tot is how many minutes he's going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wizards are also dealing with some injuries in the front court. Um, Ian Mahimi, uh, the Wizards backup center is dealing with a knee injury. Former Pacer. Yep. Missed the last 10 games, I believe. Uh, while Jason Smith is also dealing with a hamstring of his own. Uh, he's questionable at this point. Um, so if neither of those guys are able to take the court, we're going to see some huge it's minutes. Going to be all Gortat. Yeah, yeah. potentially up in the upper thirties again, right. um, which is always huge for players.
3: Yeah, I mean, in his mentality. last five games, Gortat's averaged thirty six minutes a game, so he's right. definitely getting out on the court here. And you, right. is this more of a, a Gortat having the extra opportunities, or or is uh, Miles Turner maybe not not there defensively, or do they too, they not match up directly? Or are, I guess, are, are, you, are, you, are you like the matchup or the player more?
1: It's more the player here. Like yep. uh, Miles Turner, he's, he's a tough guy to go against, but I, I just think there's so much opportunity there in minutes. Um, but at the, at the same time, the Pacers are in the top ten for teams who give up the most points to centers, which, uh, I mean, he does have a good matchup with Turner, but they, they still give up a ton of points to centers. So Absolutely. Uh, I do like him still in that, in that, right. that so regard.
3: Gortat at 6,300 tonight. Let's, look, uh, let's shift focus to the injury page a little bit, Ben. Another uh, injury that stands out to me is Taj Gibson. Um, he's dealing with a hip injury. He's questionable. Uh, what does the Bulls shake up like if, if Gibson doesn't play?
1: Yeah, Gibson was pulled from Friday's game against the Bucks uh, with a hip injury. Still questionable. Um, I, I think his absence could provide a big opportunity for a guy like Bobby Portis. Um, this guy, or or even Nikola Vuce or Nikola uh, Miritich, as it sh- should say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they're both at minimum salaries, thirty five hundred. Yeah. yeah, if Gibson's available, I'm, I'm definitely not touching them um but yeah i think portis would be the guy if, if gibson can't give it a go that i'm looking at for for some potential there
3: yeah portis will be able to definitely get you some salary relief at 3500 yeah had some monster games i remember covering him when he played for the university of arkansas yeah but uh, i haven't seen too much nba lately uh action from him but uh again it's all about opportunity here when you're playing dfs what about the mavs they've got an interesting injury situation ben can you break that down for us yeah, but they'll, again, they'll be without Dirk Nowitzki and Andrew Bogut. Nowitzki's got that Achilles
1: injury. Mm-hmm. Um. What's Bogut still hitting? It looks like a knee injury injury still. Okay. Yeah, I like Harrison Barnes here for sure. Um, Dwight Powell is definitely into consideration as well. Um, You know, Barnes is going to be the Mavericks go-to option still. He's fairly cheap at 6,300. I mean, he actually hasn't been as as effective as I thought um, with those other two guys sitting out uh, up until this point. Um, But he's coming off a 36.8 FanDuel point outing against Mm -hmm. the Kings on Sunday. Surpassed that 30-point FanDuel mark in each of his last three games. Um, So I definitely see the opportunity there for him to have the big night. Um, you know, Dwight Powell is closer to them at that minimum salary at forty one hundred. Uh, yeah, I was a lot more confident with him when Salamisri was starting. In, you know, who who is starting for this at center for the Mavericks? I should say. You know, yeah. when he wasn't getting as many minutes as he is now, um, which has dropped Powell to just that 20, 24 minute type of type of minutes load. But but if you're in need of that serious salary uh, break. You know, and playing in that
3: tournament setting. Like, I think yeah, like still, if you're going with Westbrook and Big Cat tonight or right, something. Right, yeah, exactly. You might need to, uh, if you have to forfeit that and get
1: that salary break. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah.
3: 4100 for Powell. Not not too bad. Yeah. Uh, any other value plays on the slate jumping out at you tonight? I actually really like Nikola Jokic
1: tonight at 5900 uh, Wait, isn't he a tennis player? <laughs> he could be
3: Djokovic. No, Djokovic. Anyway, okay. oh, excuse my ba- yeah. my my terrible jokes. Novak Djokovic. It's the same initials, but but anyway, tell me about Djokovic.
1: Yeah, he's he's come off the bench for the Nuggets for the majority of the season this far. Um, mm-hmm. Continued to improve though, and recently yeah, passed up Joseph Nurkic on the depth chart. A yeah, Ton of those names, man. They're. They're all the same, <laughs>
3: but uh, yeah, Jokic the, the is Serbians, man. Yeah, I know.
1: Um, Jokic is now starting at center, though, for the Nuggets. Uh, already proven to be a more than capable fantasy option. Uh, minutes have his minutes have been down quite a bit over the last two games because of foul trouble. Um, so that's always something to, to uh, keep in into consideration there. Um, uh, but yeah, prior to those two games, we really got a glimpse of how good he can be. He had 27 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists against the Mavericks last week, um, which was good enough for 49.2 Fanduel points. Um, you know, he also had a 35 Fanduel point game before that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, he's he's got the chance to be extremely effective at a decently cheap contract.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, since returning from a three game absence in early December, he's played six games. Jokic has averaging 15.8 points, 8.7 boards, four assists. That's yeah. some nice all around fantasy. Yeah. And they- the good for thing it.
1: for him as well is that he's, he's got that power forward designation, too, even though he's starting at center. So if you could mm-hmm. use a guy like Marcin Gortat, you can still yeah. plug him in there. Yeah, exactly. That you won't
3: forward. have to yeah, won't sacrifice your Gortat or your big cat right, or anything. Exactly. Yeah, finding yep. value at the power forward spots here. Uh, one other guy we got highlighted here, uh, former Marquette man, uh, Wesley Matthews at 5,600. What, what's looking good about his situation tonight?
1: I mean, Earlier in December, he had that three-game slate where he was in the mid-30s and Fanduel points. Um, he's since fallen back down quite substantially it looks like 21 fando points in, or less in each of his last 3 games which is definitely concerning um, you know however the nuggets are one of the worst teams in the league at defending shooting guards um, giving up 41.9 points per game to that position which i believe is dead last mm-hmm. um you know that should provide him a potential opportunity for Matthews. Um, so yeah, I do, I do
3: like that as well. And you know yeah, that- he has a decent ceiling given that price tag. So right, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's several games this year. I'm looking at 36, 38 in his game log. It, it happens, and and the floor seems decent enough too. He usually gets about 15, yeah. you know, at the very least. So he's not going to completely screw you. It would also give you a, a decent amount of upside. So okay. yeah, West Matthews, and plus yeah, former Marquette Golden Eagle. You can't uh, can't knock him for that. Just like uh, you know, your boys D Wade and
0: uh, I don't. Know.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're we're just across Highway 90 from cut over here yeah. in Madison here. So, so gotta uh, give them the love. Yeah, gotta give some love here. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle the score with a friend in a head to head contest. Try a fifty fifty where the top half wins cash, play in larger tournaments for even more excitement, play for just a buck, there are choices for every budget. Ben, the big uh, guys on FanDuel this week, Leston McCoy, Devontae Freeman, but us uh, us Packer guys up here, if we took, Devo- or, I'm sorry, Ty Montgomery at just 5,000, got you just as many points. What a stud, man. Yeah, he, this is, I didn't, like, I'm one of those guys that always criticizes if you're playing someone out
1: of position. I'm like, why do you put a wide receiver or something like that in the backfield? You know, mm-hmm. why, why not put, you know,
3: running back back there? But, I mean, completely, completely prove me wrong so Montgomery looking like a natural running back here of course that price is going to be well on the rise now that the Packers have discovered who their real running back is but once again have all the fantasy that football and basketball has to offer FanDuel be sports rich we have reached the time of the show when we welcome back Chris Benzine. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Crispy272002. Chris and I are going to talk some Monday-Thursday NFL slate on FanDuel. Then we're going to offer up our cash game and GPP quarterbacks for Week 16. Chris, before we get started, same question as Ben. It is negative 5 degrees in Madison, Wisconsin right now. What are you doing to beat the cold? staying inside
4: for the most part it was nice to uh have a little heated underground parking yesterday
3: yeah it was yeah. a nice
4: treat to have yeah
3: we don't get that luxury during the week but during the weekend when we're here on sundays yeah we can go underground and let, let all the uh the the snow and ice melt from our cars yeah. for a moment
4: yeah and uh of course, the, the warm feeling of being in the playoffs with my fantasy teams is definitely, you yeah, know, keeping yeah. warm during the mm-hmm. during the cold season here.
3: That and fireball, fireball, <laughs> all right, Chris. Monday Thursday slate: uh, Carolina at Washington. The Redskins are seven point favorites tonight. Uh, the over under on that game is fifty one. So. Vegas logic might dictate, you'll use a few more players in the Carolina-Washington game tonight, but the Giants are three-point road favorites in Philadelphia, where those Philly fans can be brutal. Over-under is 42. Um, Let's get things started with quarterbacks. Chris, Eli Manning, 7,700. Cam Newton, 7,700. Kirk Cousins, 7,500. And Carson Wentz, 6,600. You got a favorite out of that bunch? A favorite would potentially be potentially be Kirk
4: Cousins I think in this out of the four. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm okay with Eli Manning. I like Cam Newton potentially in uh in, in tournaments. I don't like him in a in a cash game setting. Mm-hmm. Uh for this game, but I do like Kirk Cousins. I believe Carolina Carolina has been struggled one of the worst teams against the pass this year. Mm-hmm. And Cousins Game is at home, I believe. Yes, game's at home. Not really any weather conditions to worry about. And Cousins has been throwing the ball around a lot recently. Yep. <laughs> so, of the guys we're looking at here, the four guys that we're considering. I, I think you can only really consider top three. I don't think I would even put Carson Wentz into the conversation. Yeah, I just,
3: even for your, your GP, Even for
4: GPPs, when you've got three different quarterbacks to choose from, the the wealth could be sp- it will be spread out a little bit more. Yep.
3: So uh, yeah. I do want to emphasize your point, uh, the Carolina Panthers, in terms of their pass defense. They've given up 22.9 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. That's tied with the Cleveland Browns for the uh, second worst, or I guess second best if you're looking at it in matchup terms yep. in the league. So, yeah, right up there with the Falcons and the Browns, the Panthers are... Letting you know opposing quarterbacks torch him pretty well.
4: Yeah, them and uh, I look at the Cam Newton. The reason I I don't really necessarily trust him in cash games, given his recent outputs that he's had. He's mm-hmm. he hasn't topped twenty points in three of the last four weeks, so mm-hmm. it is a little bit of a shaky situation. But when I look at um, fantasy points against so recently, we have a last four weeks span I'm looking at here, and uh, Washington's actually the the has the highest points against for opposing quarterbacks. In yep. the last four weeks, each of the teams, uh, even with uh, Carson Wentz, I believe, was the last quarterback to face Washington. Um, and he didn't have a great game himself. So that when you keep that one out of there, probably the three games before that, with, with quarterbacks that are generally more yep. pass-heavy, it, it's – pretty good stats for those three quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, looking ahead to Week 16, I actually really like Cam Newton's matchup. We'll get to that in a little bit uh, later on in this show. But I do want to watch him very closely tonight before I throw him in my Week 16 lineups. I just want to see his mental state, if he's actually thrown in the towel or if he's still Got that drive and passion to keep to keep winning some games and make that record look respectable. Let's move to running backs, though. Chris John Stewart sixty one hundred, Rob Kelly fifty nine hundred, Rashad Jennings fifty seven hundred, Darren Sproles fifty four hundred. He's got some injury stuff you'll want to monitor. That Chris Thompson fifty one hundred, Ryan Matthews just five thousand dollars, Paul Perkins forty five hundred. Any favorites in this slate? Yeah, I mean you. Pr- to me, the biggest lock of the week potentially could be
4: Jonathan Stewart at the top of the board. I, I feel like he has the best matchup-slash-workload combo. Mm-hmm. You don't really know in New York. Rashad Jennings isn't the guy that's going to get a ton of... I mean, he mm-hmm. gets probably the majority of the carries, he had, but he's I not.
3: he had six more carries than Perkins this past week, but Perkins outrushed him significantly yeah i mean i don't think it's a secret anymore paul perkins is a better back we'll just we just don't know how the giants are going to use them
4: and for that reason and, and the fact that they're probably still going to split carries whereas <laughs> you look at Carolina's pretty much all jonathan stewart going against a, a pretty good matchup against the washington redskins as well they're not great against the rush either so you have a good matchup and a great uh Back there, the only real question or issue you might have is the fact that sometimes inside the five they like to run Cam Newton because he's such a big body himself. So maybe you know Newton vaults a touchdown from him that might be an issue. But I think of the locks among the running backs, he pretty much has to be a lock. I kind of yep. like Ryan Matthews a little bit. Five thousand, yeah. well, he's mentioned. so
3: cheap at five thousand. He he ran for hundred twenty in a score against the Ravens last week, who are the by pretty much every metric, the best run defense in the league. So, I mean, it's pretty clear that with Sproles out, uh, he's a little bit banged up and yep. uh, Wendell Smallwood's on IR now. I mean, Kenyon Barner's around, but it's the, the Ryan yeah. Matthews show there.
4: The question, the, I guess the only question would be like going into Thursday, does maybe Sproul somehow m- come back from his concussion? It, mm-hmm. I just don't, I, it seems more likely than not to me, so maybe a little yep. risky yeah, to do especially but,
3: after he missed week 15.
4: Yeah, after he missed last week, I, I think I'd take my bet, hedge my bets, not hedge my bets,
3: but go with Ryan Matthews in that yep. matchup. Speaking of concussions, Luke Keekley's questionable tonight while coming back from a concussion. Keekley has not played since week 11, missing three straight games here. I mean, if he doesn't play, does Rob Kelly enter consideration here. He's pretty much their their every down back. He, I think I wouldn't play Kelly if, if, if uh, Kuechly plays, but if he doesn't, you have to consider him.
4: I mean, yeah, I think that's the only other back you would consider. You really only have, just like the quarterbacks, I think you only have three Running backs that you really want to consider it's a on this Kelly leg. Matthews. Yeah, and you, know. you in this case, you only have two, slot, you have two slots to fill versus one quarterback slot. So you just got to pick two of three there. Mm-hmm. I, I think you don't really kind of throw the Giants out because I don't think there's anyone there yeah. that's intriguing enough to go with. But um, yeah, I think, I still think for me personally, I, I'm going to lean a little more towards Ryan Matthews. But I definitely see a reason, especially if, you, as you mentioned, keekley's still out. Yep. It definitely makes that uh, run defense a little more vulnerable for Carolina.
3: Yeah, all right. So what about wide receivers? you got Odell Beckham at 8,600. And then the rest of the pack, Kelvin Benjamin, 66. Jameson Crowder, 61. Deshaun Jackson, 6,000. Jordan Matthews, 5,700. Pierre Garçon, 5,400. Shepard's 5,300. And Doriel Green Beckham's 4,900. I mean, it's pretty safe that, and because of the two game slate, you have the funds to do so. You got to lock Odell Beckham in, right?
4: I think so. I mean, you look down the board of receivers, and there's really not anyone that measures up to the caliber, and you can afford easily mm-hmm. to put him into your lineup. So I think you he's can easily won. afford the top three. Yeah. You, know? you could afford the top three. But as I mentioned, uh, I. I I did like Kirk Cousins for next week in, or in this Monday-Thursday slate. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think I'm going to pair him, and I think the guy I might go with is Deshaun Jackson just mm-hmm. because he, he's a guy that – he's he's a deep threat. Not necessarily a guy that's going to rack up a ton of catches, but he's a guy that racks up yardage. And in a half-point PPR, the reception total isn't as vital as more as in some mm-hmm. of the point the total point or full point poor. Yeah. reception.
3: Absolutely. So you start with Odell Beckham and I could honestly see pairing if you're going to use Cousins, using both Jamison Crowder and Deshaun Jackson because you move to tight ends, Chris, and you got Jordan Reed at 6,800, Greg Olson 6,300, Zach Ertz 5,900 Vernon Davis 4,900. I don't have a ton of faith in Jordan Reed. He only caught one uh, pass in his return last week. He gets a questionable designation this week. He's dealing with a sprained AC joint in his shoulder, which is a little bit of a tricky situation here. Now unless, the, I mean, the Redskins are in a pretty much a must win situation if they want to stay in the wild card hunt they're not going to catch Dallas in their division unless the Redskins are way behind and need to go to Jordan Reed frequently I just I'm not quite sure I'm using Reed as the top tight end tonight what about you I think I might go away from him as well yeah you do have still
4: have the issues with the shoulder it it may it he didn't do anything last week's so and the shoulder may have been a factor in that so mm-hmm. you don't know what percentage his shoulders add he's listed as questionable according to the final injury report so you don't even know 100 percent sure if he's going to play i mean he's he's good he's probably going to yeah. play he, was, so a limited, he was a limited
3: practice yeah. for three straight days this week questionable i mean I would be very surprised if he didn't yeah. shoot up. Still,
4: on, still worth checking on week. just to make sure yeah. he's in. But, yeah, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, yeah, it's more likely than not he's going to play. But... Mm-hmm. It seems like the shoulder issue might be hampering him a little bit, and maybe best to go down the board to a guy like Greg Olson or even Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz who has been pretty recently hot lately, has yeah. been very hot. He has he's, he's getting had a
3: lot of targets.
4: Last three, three like. weeks, he's had double digits in each of the last three weeks. So those those two, I think, I would consider maybe more than Jordan Reed, especially if you want to go with some of those Washington receivers
3: along with Cousins. Yeah, I mean, Ertz six for eighty last in Week fifteen. 10 for 112 in week 14 9 for 79 and a score in week 13 so he continues to be very productive I don't think his price is quite caught up to his true value yet but let's uh, shift focus to the entirety of the week 16 slate here if your season long leagues are, are all wrapped up you're not playing for a championship this week might as well get some DFS action in. And if you're going to play a 50-50 or a double up or just a standard cash game here, who are you looking to start in the quarterback position, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go about as chalk as you can and just top of the board next week is Tom Brady
4: at 9,000 going mm-hmm. against the Jets at home. I mean, the Jets have allowed, Jets allowed last week four passing touchdowns to Matt Moore and the Dolphins. So you really have a defense that's struggled against the pass all season and have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks and still are in the week, but weather indications seem to suggest that it's going to be fine for that game, not really going to have any issues there, which can be... Uh, cause for concern late in the season in Foxborough but doesn't appear to be an issue this week and while Tom Brady did have a little bit of a down week against the Broncos. The Everybody Jets, has a down week yes, against the Broncos. The Jets are not the Broncos defense so I don't really anticipate any issues with that and I, I think Brady will return to form and should easily post mm-hmm. you know, mid-20s and reach the value if not higher this week against the Jets. Yeah, the
3: Jets have allowed 27 passing touchdowns this year that is the uh, fourth worst or fourth highest, I guess you could say, in the league. It's tough to make these best or worst because it all depends on perspective here. My cash game quarterback choice, like I said earlier in the show, I'm going to go with Cam Newton because he's 7,900, and I think that's an excellent value. That being said, I'm going to watch tonight's Monday night game very, very closely, Chris, because I'm a little bit concerned about where his mindset's at. He's taking a bunch of shots. He maybe doesn't feel, you know, it's tough to get into the guy's head exactly, but, I mean, this isn't a, it's not similar to his mvp season last year where the team's well in the playoffs and they're ready to make a big playoff charge this team is out of the playoffs here and i'm very curious to see what uh what that's going to do for Cam Newton's psyche if he goes out and he has a good game tonight I'm locking him into all my lineups next week because he's, he's at home against the Falcons so I'm going to take the home quarterback against the team allowing more fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks than anyone in the league we talked about the Jets we talked about the Browns having bad defense bad pass defenses but no one's quite as bad as the Falcons in terms of allowing fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so like I said I'm going to watch Cam Newton Monday just to make sure his mindset's okay I actually don't mind uh, Matt Ryan on the other side of the this lineup but i do think cam newton uh, might he gives you a pretty safe floor with uh, even some decent upside i could even see using him in a gpp uh because it's still cam newton he was a he's a he's a quarterback that people wanted to use first round picks on this year for good reason he does i mean of course he's never going to hit that type of value over the course of the season anymore but he does have the potential in a one game sample size to have a huge day and i think just uh, the rushing touchdown the um the matchup gives him a very high floor in week 16.
4: Yeah, I mean, you do have the the rushing upside always with Cam Newton and did it, like you mentioned it is interesting to see maybe the the mental state and the like the body language that he displays because he does have sometimes in the past he has displayed, you know, a uh, getting down when something mm-hmm. when it's bad or when they don't really have anything, there's no real drive. Yep. Really, of the and some of, the of it season, I can't so. blame him
3: for. It. He takes yeah. a lot of unnecessary shots, and I mean, in, in his defense, I would probably be pretty upset about that too. No. But yeah. again, I think we're both on the same page that we need to to see that psyche, see if he still comes out with that same leadership, that same fun mentality. If the Panthers somehow beat Washington tonight. Um, I will not hesitate whatsoever to use Cam Newton in my lineups next week. What about GPPs, Chris? You're going to enter a dollar squib or, I don't know, uh, in the NBA it's called the dollar dribbler, but a big GPP where you got to make some decisions to set your lineup apart from the pack. What quarterback are you looking at to save some cash and, uh, and maybe do some damage here in Week 16?
4: Yeah, it looks like we're in a similar range in terms of dollar amounts, but we're going mm-hmm. different directions here. I'm going to go with Matt Barkley at 6,300 against the Redskins. As I mentioned before, the Redskins, as of late, last four weeks, have been extremely bad against the pass, and Matt Barkley threw for 362 yards last week against the Packers' defense This I mean, on, the, a, a day ago yeah. against the Packers. The Packers aren't the greatest against they, the pass either. They're not, but they've been improving recently, and... It's mm-hmm. still still an impressive performance, and Barkley has been pretty decent overall under center
3: for the the Bears. He did and throw three picks this past week. He did
4: well. He had three turnovers. Did he have Did he have three picks as well, or was it? Uh, I thought he me, had three picks,
3: but uh, at least two of those were to haha.
4: But I mean, yes, he did have two picks to haha. Two three picks. You are correct, and a fumble. So and he still ended up with seventeen point four eight points in that game. So you are mm-hmm. getting him at sixty three hundred if he can avoid some of those turnovers against a defense that is still. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not. The Packers haven't been particul- particul- particularly good either, mm-hmm. but uh, I still think it's a little better matchup for him in this game. Elshon Jeffrey comes back from suspension That's last week. Help. And I mean, had-
3: I'm curious to see how Jeffrey does against Josh Norman. That that's the thing. it is because I want to I want to throw Jeffrey out in my season long lineups, but I'm not entirely sure about uh, the confidence there. Now yeah. I wasn't I, I wavered this week. I I didn't start him, and that ended up costing me. But who knows? There could be uh, bigger things to come there. But either way, I like your Matt Barkley call, Chris.
4: Yeah, I, I feel like at least you have high volume passing. He's a guy that on a weekly basis throws the ball a lot. Uh, last week against the Packers, as I mentioned, he, he threw the ball 43 times, 32 times the week before. So he's uh, the Bears generally trail a fair mm-hmm. amount and could be trailing against the Redskins mm-hmm. as well. And if that's the case, it's a home game. It'll be cold again. It, it could be cold again. You just got to make sure the weather is okay. I, I don't. I, but other than the cold, obviously, last week. He did throw three picks, but didn't affect him a ton. He still threw for over 300 yards, so mm-hmm. there's still he still has the potential to do that even if it's cold. You just got to make sure there's no snow mixed into that. It probably might impact it a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. I like your 6,300 dollars Matt Barkley pick. I'm gonna throw my name in the hat for a pair of Rams quarterbacks. The reason we don't know which one is going to start is because Jared Goff was diagnosed with a concussion on Thursday night, but should have plenty of time to come around. Now, Jared Goff 6,200, Case Keenum is 6,000. They're both dirt cheap quarterbacks going against the 49ers team that is allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks i can guarantee you people look at these names they get disgusted they turn away so you're not going to find very high ownership even if you get 200 250 yards and two touchdowns from these guys which is entirely possible against the 49ers um you know, you've, you'll you have officially hit value there. And you can get it'll get you the big guys in your lineup, you know, your Antonio Browns, your Odell Beckhams. You could probably get two of those elite-type players. Also, Los Angeles was in the 60s this week, so weather shouldn't be a factor. The two should be playing comfortably. As long as Jared Goff can see straight after uh, some of those hits there, I believe it was a Richard Sherman hit that knocked him out of the game. Um, but, I mean, regardless, it's just the name, it's just the body. If it's Goff or if it's Keenum, I think the dirt cheap price can get some big fantasy points this week.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's... Neither of them have been very good this year, so it's definitely a risk. But that's what you're doing in GPPs; you're taking that risk, yeah. And it's a good matchup. That's what you're looking for when you're going down that low. You get a good matchup at least, and hope for the best. And sometimes, especially if you're doing it, toss into a small, mm-hmm. uh, a bigger tournament, lower dollar. You just throw in, you know, some random guys that other people aren't going to choose. And sometimes, if it hits, that's when you can you know, start cashing bigger in the tournaments. And uh, I could see, I mean, there's potential for either of those two to do that against the 49ers. I
3: mean, you could do a, a Tom Savage at 6,300 who's going to start. Well, he's. Yeah. He, I mean, he's going against the Bengals. He's at home, and he actually knows the target, Matt Barkley. He could be okay. I mean, Matt Moore threw four touchdowns last week, but I don't think he's going to do the same against Buffalo. The he's other guy 6, looked at
4: a Little bit was RG3 potentially because he rushes the ball, but San Diego's defense has been pretty yeah. good recently, well, so it's
3: that. And there's a good chance they go to McCown this week, he's what Hugh Jackson seemed true. to insinuate. Okay. So uh, I, I'd that wait is, on the RG3 yeah. uh, announcement. I know does, you like going yeah. on with those running quarterbacks. I do like with going like with that. I do see that. Uh, I did not
4: see that, but yes, I do see now that it says uh, removing RG3 as starting quarterback for the Browns. Which, if that isn't if he is the starting quarterback, I would consider him. If not, obviously, you'd. I, I don't know if I'd trust McCown enough either to, to go with him. Also, but.
3: one last one to throw out there. I mean, the Titans are allowing the second most passing yards, total passing yards on the season. And, uh, I mean, you got you got Blake Bortles at home against Tennessee. And I, every I, week I, I, he's I, intriguing. Yeah, but. he's intriguing every week because I know who Blake Bortles is, and he can put together a good game. That's what caused him to be a top fantasy quarterback. It's just I don't trust him enough necessarily, but I guess who you'd trust more, Blake Ordles or Jared Goff. Both are 6,200 and both have good matchups and and decent potential here. But again, these are GPPs where you're risky. You're probably going to make three, four, five of these lineups and hope that one of these quarterback combinations hit. Yeah. it's generally a good strategy here well good luck to you Chris in your week 16 DFS as well as in your championship games before we sign off we have a special offer for new FanDuel users get a free 6 month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel go to Fanduel.com slash Rotowire not only will you get the free subscription but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel that's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. go to Fanduel.com slash Rotowire if you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website be sure to go to Rotowire.com slash pod that's Rotowire .com/pod for a free 10-day trial. For Chris Benzie and I'm Jake Letarski the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports podcast. We'll return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie and we'll probably have Ben joining us for some NBA talk as well. Thank you for listening. Ace
2: is a place with the helpful
0: hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.